Welcome to this week's edition of The Walkthrough, where we check off all of the week's trending topics. I'm Byron Lazine. Back in action is Eric Simon, the broke agent, after a week off. Eric, I hope you enjoyed your 57th wedding of the year. <laughs> I did, yes. I am Katie. recovering still this week, but I am ready to roll and crush Katie in debate. Not that Good. this is really a debate show, but... Katie Day is take back whatever opinion against for her. her for her second week in a row. Mm, she was nice. here last week when Eric was out. Katie Day from Move Me to Texas Real Brokerage, and for the first time on the walkthrough, we have Chris Smith, author of four best-selling business books, and he's got his newest book, Conversion Code, out now. So, how's it going, guys? I got you. Fantastic. Great. Thanks for having well. me. Let's do yes. it. I love it. Yes. I love it. I love it. Game time. All right. Everything's it is smooth. game time. Let's jump right into our first topic, which is uh, nobody wants to talk about this. Obviously, the topic itself, the Texas shooting, and we're going to take a different mm -hmm. angle uh, from obviously what everybody's been dealing with this week. I know everybody's probably been impacted. I know my wife uh, didn't even want to drop our daughter off at school today. She had a lot of anxiety just going to school with a couple of days left. Can only can't even begin to imagine what everybody in uh, Texas and this particular school is going through. Katie, obviously, you are in Texas, so anything that you'd like to share, you know, love to hear that. Um, and Eric and I, when this happened, we we had this discussion, Chris, that you know you had you had kind of mentioned to us. Um before the show, we had this actual discussion. Um, we had made a post on BAM and, mm -hmm. you know, then 15 minutes later, we see this, this news alert, right. That, um, this shooting had taken place and it's like, Oh, we just put out a, a piece of real estate news that said breaking news on it. Like, about it's reality TV. About reality TV. It was, it was TV. breaking news about whether agents think reality <laughs> TV is good or bad for the industry. And I called Byron immediately and was just right. like, what's the move here? Because, you know, this is potentially very yeah. tone deaf, but we were not aware of the situation until this mm -hmm. was posted. So I think, you know, where we're trying to go with this conversation is how to handle, you know, tragedy on social media mm -hmm. from a realtor's perspective and what to post, if anything. Do, yeah, social. so we had already made the post. Then we see the see the story. Do you take it down? Do you make another mm -hmm. post when a tragedy mm -hmm. happens? Do you, if you're making calls, you know, mm -hmm. people time block calls. Do you, do you continue to make your calls? I'd I'd like to show Chris. You have a mm -hmm. a stat that you've shown on Instagram. I don't. Is this right from the book Conversion Code? Yeah, it's out of the book. It's just sort of you know, kind of the state of sales and marketing. So if you can zoom in on this, Bobby, you know, this is the trust that the least trusted and the most trusted industries from consumers, right, Chris? And it shows you that marketers and salesperson are already trusted th by 3% of people. So there's not a lot mm -hmm. of trust in our in industry to begin with. And so, mm -hmm. you know, would continuing to make your calls in a situation 
like this or making that post on Instagram be the right move? And kind of when do you hop back in if, mm -hmm. if you should take a pause? Chris, we'll start with you. What Eric said about being tone deaf, I think is really what you have to dial in on is that what if you combine the chart with what he said, it's a tone deaf post from a tone deaf industry, from a tone deaf profession that often lacks tact in times like this. So I, I think that's important to factor in too, not just the post itself. But what you hit on Byron is so true. It's almost like a little maze of what to do. And there's certainly no perfect answer. I, I don't want to say that I have it all figured out, but you're right. One thing to do would be sort of take the post down. Another thing now that is very common is to add a post about what's happening. It's actually now tone deaf not to post about it. Whereas before it would be tone deaf to even go there. That's a change, you know, through BLM and some of the movements that have happened. Like now it's almost expected of a business to enter the conversation, to, to sort of show sympathy from their brand account. So I think that's an option too. When you talk about making calls, that's a tricky one because you know, you're in there, you're calling. And I think even when you're making calls, it's sort of like, okay, do I keep making the calls? Yes or no. If I do make the calls, do I bring this up on the call? Do I sort of address the elephant in the room, you know, before we get into sort of talking about if real estate makes sense or not? Um, and I remember Byron pre-social media, pre any of that sort of challenge a brand would face during a tragedy and how to respond the right way. I remember on 9-11, Mm. I was in college at FSU in Tallahassee and it was like one month into the school year. We started in early August. So it was the first day that we had an exam that was 30% of our grade. It was like the one third exam it was a huge thing. Big so day. I'm at my apartment watching this all unfold. And at the same time, I'm like, I got to go take this test. And I, I went to campus, I parked, I started walking to the classroom. And then at a certain point, so many people had turned around and it was sort of like, Hey, there's no classes today, go home. So it, this is something that I think comes up over and over. One little point I want to make too, is about local versus national, because if you live in Miami and the tower comes down, that's a huge story that should probably pause any realtor in that market to mm. stop. But maybe that doesn't cause the whole nation to bring it into their next sales call. So uh, hopefully with us talking about it, it is a tough call. I think a lot of these conversations happen like it did with you guys in the back channel. Uh, and I, again, I don't have the answers, but I think it's, it's something worth paying attention to. Um, and it's something worth sort of, you mentioned this, Eric, you don't know what to do. There's ads running for you guys. There's retargeting ads. What about the mass email that happens to be scheduled? right when all of that is unfolding what it, it, so i think i wish i was hoping somebody would build this like hit a button and it would be like out of office for all your stuff it's it just like a mass pause ad stop emails everything just everything stops. across the board pause all that is harder to do than it sounds because you've got ad roll and retargeting you got all these other things happening with ads on youtube etc but yeah it's tricky but i'm glad we're talking about it yeah, and a consumer may see an ad and be like, wow, geez, that person's really tone deaf. That agent does, you know, they don't know what's going on in the, in the world. But to your point, they may have to, they may have so many ads running. What are they going to run into the Google Analytics? They're 
Facebook at like in all these different systems and and there is not a button that they can just push and shut everything down. So it is a little bit complicated. Katie, you live in Texas. This particular tragedy, you're probably a little closer to it or feeling the gravity of it more so than maybe we are. Um, but love your perspective on this. Yeah. I mean, I think that um obviously Texans as a whole are kind of feeling it. Um, obviously, you know, when we were talking about this, parents were definitely, you know, do I yeah. take my kids to school today? Do I keep them home? You know, just kind of nervous um, and a lot of emotion around that. Um, so, I mean, I'd completely agree with what Chris said, you know, I think, and, and similar to what y'all said about the post, right? Like, what do we take down? What can we dial back? What can we put that pause button on? Um, Cause I think, you know, um, something a little bit less, you know, um, less gravity than this is like the the canned emails that go out you know and sometimes a canned email will go out and you're like oh i didn't mean to send that and there's mm -hmm. no like rewind button on that right mm -hmm. so um you know i think that the the entire point that we're all we're all talking about is being tone deaf right mm -hmm. and i think you know before you send any emails whether it's in tragedy or not like you have to kind of think about how will this be received by the consumers mm -hmm. that it's it's being sent to um, you know, I think it's the emails and posts and things like that on social are a little bit different because they, they're more organic than an ad. Um, those do run kind of all the time mm -hmm. type thing. Um, so I don't know that someone would necessarily feel the same way as if they, you know, saw a pre-roll ad on a YouTube video versus, mm -hmm. you know, you sending out an email about selling Sunset or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, on. And, and Eric and I did leave the post up. I mean, we, so broke agent media, Instagram account we air calls and it's like, what do we do? And we went with, well, the truth is we put it up before knowing, let's just leave it. It's up. Do we delete? It's just up. Just, just keep it up. Prob Eric, I don't know. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Bad move? Of, did we make the right decision? I, I don't think people are looking for two broke agent media right now for a statement on this. I think mm -hmm. we were doing what we were doing without knowledge of the situation. So I think, we went with our gut and I think that was okay. I think mm -hmm. this has come up, you know, a lot of times just running the broke agent, even before broke agent media, whether it was BLM, whether it's election stuff, whether it's other shootings that have taken place and it's always a decision. And I think, um, you know, the, the point Chris made is, is really important that now there's almost more pull to like, you should post something as opposed to yeah. just not addressing it at all, mm -hmm. because now all realtors are brands. Now mm -hmm. all of us have this obligation, especially if it happens in your community. Another great point, if it's local. Um, so I guess it really just depends on the person mm -hmm. and depends on your gut. Like there, there really is no, you know, rule book to this. Yeah. I think there's a rule book in the sense if you mm -hmm. post something that's really insensitive or you're just posting like jokes right after and you're aware of the situation, you're just still trying to mm -hmm. go, you know, with your content. Sure. That's not a good move, but. Like, you know, mm -hmm. you'll notice today, like I, I'm not posting as much. I'm just, I don't know. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's tough. Well, Eric, one thing I thought about with your account, imagine if mm -hmm. you would have posted and said, not, now's not the time to be funny. Right. Mm -hmm. That probably would do as good as anything you ever posted. Yeah. You know, because that really humanizes what could be, a, you know, a meme account. Mm -hmm. And one thing you hear a lot, Byron and Katie, I'm sure you hear a lot of agents say this when things are going, when things are kind of cool, you know, when they're interviewing the restaurant owner, they want to be the digital mayor. Are you willing to be the digital mayor during this? Yeah. Right. Are you willing to be the, like Katie said, Hey, should we take the kids to school or not? I think a lot of agents can be a hub of valuable sort of help 
in many ways. Think about how many agents, you know, donate to charities. Well, I'm sure there's a charity with parents that have lost children. Yeah. And I think that that could be what your post is about. Mm -hmm. If you want to address it, like an action centric post almost feels relevant sometimes too. I don't know if you saw this, but Steve Kerr probably went the most viral and he was just definitely shooting from the hip in an emotional rant. And that's actually what kind of broke through the internet yesterday. Yeah, and mm-hmm. st- absolutely. And Steve Kerr has s- some real life experience with that, with it, with his father being shot, obviously. And and so the emotion, you know, definitely mm-hmm. came out with with Steve Kerr's message. And when it is, like you said, when it's local, like COVID was local for everybody. That was something in those first few weeks that I found mm-hmm. uh, pretty easy to to rally around for local business owners, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I think it's it's got to be, you know. You got to be authentic. It's got to be your truth and all, all of that kind of stuff. If you're going to tackle these issues, there's a lot of nuances to Eric's point. There, there is no playbook or rule book. Mm-hmm. You brought up the Miami, you know, building that collapsed. That's an accident. This is like terrorism, mm-hmm. if you will, whatever bucket you want to put it in, pro- you know, probably the appropriate bucket. So it's case by case situation. You, you've mm-hmm. got to look at each one and, and make a decision. Obviously being, how we started this being tone deaf and making a post five minutes after yeah, mm-hmm. would, would just be insane. Sure. All right. Moving, moving to the next, uh, checkbox here, housing market deflation. There's an article in zero hedge. The air is coming out of the housing bubble. This is written by Tyler Durden goes on to state that New single family home sales plunged by 16.6% from March, and they were down 26.9% year on year. New home sales dropped to the lowest level since the lockdown in April 2020. Also, the unsold inventory of new homes spiked by 34,000, a historic month to month leap. There were 440,000 unsold new homes seasonally adjusted, the highest level since May 2008. New homes is typically an indicator of maybe the future of the market, right? Because those new home communities are usually a higher price tag in said community, and that traffic can be indicative of what's to come. On the other side, Bobby, if you'll put up a couple of the KCM charts, more in the good news bucket, there's nobody saying that home values are going to drop despite less sales. I think less sales this year is pretty obvious, but almost everybody is predicting that home values for the remainder of the year are going to continue to increase. So if you already own real estate, home values are going up. Recession, huge word. Uh, everybody's talking about it. Are we in one? Mm-hmm. Are you know, Is one coming or are we in one is what you keep hearing. Four out of the last six recessions This is another Keeping Current Matters chart that everybody should have in their back pocket. Four out of the last six recessions, real estate home values have actually gone up. One of them, they decreased by 1.9%, which I would say is pretty marginal. Mm -hmm. The other one, 19.7%, almost 20% down. Obviously, that was created by housing. That was a mortgage crisis that was created by banks and the mortgage crisis. So um, what do you guys think? Is this market in deflation mode? Is it completely going in the wrong direction all of a sudden. Katie, we'll start with you. 
Yeah, I mean, at least here in Texas, what we're seeing is things are starting to slow down. But where we are as far as inventory levels and just kind of anecdotally with with new construction, you know, there isn't a ton of inventory out there. You know, the we go to a new construction community and they have one or two lots available. You know, they don't have hundreds of inventory homes just sitting there waiting for someone to buy. I do think though that like Texas is a little bit different than the rest of the nation, you know, just for, for the amount of people that are moving here. Um, you know, but I mean, we are, we are starting to see inventory have a little bit of an uptick. Um, you know, some buyers choosing to, to continue to rent for another, another year or longer, you know, with interest rates and things like that. So I think, you know, all of the things that we all keep talking about, we're seeing across the country. It just, in some places it's, it's, um, a little bit more severe than others. Um, but I mean, I don't think that we're going into a downward spiral. I think that we were just in such a hyper fast market for basically all of 2021, 2020, that now with things a little bit slower, it feels like it could be, but the numbers I think will show us that it's, we're, we're still moving forward, I guess. Chris, is that realtor talk or is there a cliff coming? What do you think? Mm -hmm. That's realtor talk. I, I, I think volatility. <laughs> right volatility in a market is if you look at Eric's Coinbase account. Oh my yeah. God. That thing is, yeah. Who, who wants their the Coinbase place. account? I'll, I'll give you two cents, so, two pennies on the but, dollar. So if we use that as the comp here, the, 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 the account in Eric's was going up 10 to 15% for many years. And this year it's only going to go up by 7%. That wouldn't scare anyone. Be like, okay, cool. You know, it's a little bit lower. But when you when you start to focus on that sort of call it six percent less than the year before, what when you freak out is when your crypto goes negative fifty percent in one day, and houses don't do that. Or Coinbase goes bankrupt and they say your money doesn't exist. <laughs> is that your prediction? Well, Coinbase said that could happen. Not to get off topic. Yeah. Coinbase well, I, said that could happen. Well, this is a sidebar on them, but I love the new ad they're running. Crypto is dead. Crypto yeah. is dead. Crypto is dead. And all the date stamps on Twitter. But I, what I always think about Byron is marketing and messaging. And so it's sort of like, okay, what are the words we can use to address the moment in a way that sort of positions us as somebody that kind of gets what's happening? And the word that comes up a lot is inflation. That, that word is the biggest buzzword. So, okay, what I would be asking my database, my network, is I would say, what's your plan to combat the inflation that we're up against? Because even if real estate's appreciating five to 7%, at least that's a plan. At least that's, at least your money's not going backwards, mm. right? So I, I think that's the kind of like expertise, and I'm not a mathematician and David Childress should talk about this way more than I should. But I just think of like, how can I take what you guys just said and get people to ask me, what should I do? What should I do? Should I sell? Should I wait? Should I buy? Because that word inflation really scares people. And then you got inflation, you got the housing bubble, you got the bubble bursting. So it's like all this like doom and gloom out there. I think that's where these little analogies make sense where you could kind of get people to calm down a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And show them the history. The history is a great indicator of the future, right? If you draw mm -hmm. a straight line from the 1940s to today, the 1960s today, it's straight up and to the right on your home values where, I don't know, when I look at my Fidelity app or to your point, my Coinbase app, 
It doesn't feel that good because those are like those are dramatic instant cliffs that you're mm -hmm. falling off of. I'm, that I'm down doesn't 80%. happen when you're holding real asset like a home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 80, 90% from all-time highs, Chris. So you were correct about my Coinbase account and everyone's Coinbase account probably if you've just held and haven't sold anything. So it's been you know, a real punch in the gut to watch this mm -hmm. daily bleed. And sometimes days where it does go down 30, 40% on crash days. I didn't text you, Eric, but did you see the Coinbase executive that said when when asked if you go bankrupt, could everybody lose all of their crypto holdings? Mm -hmm. Is that a possibility? They said not likely, but yeah. but it, it's possible. And at that yeah. moment, I started texting some people and said, how do I get out of Coinbase? Yeah, you got to get a cold storage else? wallet and get all your Bitcoin and other cryptos on to cold storage. But Binance, I mean, that's no good. Binance. I mean, I don't know. I think I anytime that it's not on an, anytime it's on an actual exchange, I think mm -hmm. you are susceptible to some sort of hack or bankruptcy or anything like that. So I'm, I'm feeling would, swindled right now. Is yeah. Join, join the club, man. I've seen my net worth, my net worth plummet by 80% this year because everything I make goes into crypto. Mm -hmm. All right. Hey, By Byron, one last quick thing about this. I think there's three other words people can lean on here. You were right meaning everybody tries to time the market. You know, they try to sell it at the perfect time. That's kind of their goal. How's the market? Like, and I think a lot of people over the last few years, they held and they were right. If they, if somebody just held for the last three yeah. years, do the math for them. Hey, smart move. You're up 80 K you were right. It's not going to grow that fast anymore. Or how about everybody that was pointed at for buying in 2020 you're you're buying in a, cr a crazy time crazy those people were right mm -hmm. i'd love to have bought in a whole bunch more real estate in 2020 so i'm long on real estate for sure and moving to our next topic our long videos dead chris you you came up with this with the johnny yeah. depp craze on tiktok <laughs> tell us what this is all about well, I'm, I want to coin this term. I hope I can make this stick, but it's the, it. TikTok, it's the TikTok trial. This is a TikTok trial. And when I think about certain platforms, they had this moment in time where it went past me and Eric and you guys and my mom got on. And the people that typically weren't a user couldn't resist it anymore. And I think that in reels included here too, but if you watch the live stream of the Johnny Depp trial, it's boring. It's really a snoozer. If you watch the long form YouTube videos, it sucks. You wish somebody would go in and, you know, edit out all the stuff. Well, guess what? They do that. And on TikTok, it's bite size. It's compelling. It's the, the add-ons, the music, the, the sort of ecosystem that gets added on top of it. I remember DJ Khaled went out on a jet ski in Miami and had Snapchat. And he was basically Snapchatting, like potentially at this point is his demise because he just like <laughs> not figure out how to get back. And that DJ, DJ Khaled was sort of that moment where Snapchat and stories that yeah. disappear went mainstream. I think this trial takes TikTok mainstream. There's one other use case, Ashton Kutcher and CNN, they had a race to a million followers. Who's going to get the millionth follower first on Twitter? That sort of competition was a big moment for Twitter and, and sort of the masses using that. I think this is a big moment. I'm excited to see if people sort of recognize that most content in long form is not as interesting as you probably think it is. 
Yeah. I love listening to long form content still. I'll, I'll probably do it forever. I grew up on talk radio, but I will admit, I'll make it admission. I have searched in my TikTok app, Johnny Depp trial to find more of these bite-sized pieces because they're coming at me in the algorithm. And I don't know how yeah, they're yeah. finding me, but then I'm I want everyone. more of them because they're, in, I'll watch the same one 12 times over because yeah. they're ridiculous. Uh, Bloomberg just reported this week or had a headline rather Mark Zuckerberg is blowing up Instagram to try and catch TikTok. That's been obvious to all of us. Katie, you've made a move on TikTok recently. Is TikTok taking over? It's like Instagram dead or is it just about the short form TikTok style, Instagram real style, and it doesn't matter as much the platform? Um, for me personally, I mean, reels are still, um, a conversation starter, you know, I'm getting comments, I'm getting DMS and things from them. Um, when I'm going into appointments with buyers and sellers, they're referencing videos, you know, from my Instagram that they've watched. Um, I'm certainly not in on TikTok as much as you are. I know you've seen a ton of engagement and, you know, views and comments and stuff like that on your TikTok. So I need to, to get on your level as far as frequency of posting. Um, but I mean, I, I would say Instagram's not dead, but I mean, they're going to need to, I think, step it up to get people off TikTok and back on Instagram. I love TikTok. I'm not afraid of, what is it, ByteDance owning? I'm, I'm not afraid of my data being out there. I believe it's already out there. Oh, it's, Eric, if someone wanted it, it's already, you know, it's already out there. Eric, are you concerned about your data? No, not really concerned about my data. I'm concerned about Instagram being dead because that is also my livelihood. So mm -hmm. if crypto is going down and Instagram <laughs> is dead, I think this is a pretty bad episode for me. But yeah. I, you know, Instagram has always done a great job at evolving and mm -hmm. taking the best aspects of every app. To your point, Chris, again, which I keep piggybacking off of all of your brilliant points, Instagram took stories from Snapchat after kind of that DJ Khaled moment. I think it kind of coincided around the same time. So Snapchat for me as a content creator became sort of obsolete. It's still a great messaging app for Gen Z and everything, but mm -hmm. I don't use in for filters. And, you know, Instagram took filters also from Snapchat. Mm -hmm. Instagram took reels from TikTok. Instagram's new algorithm right now, it's 50%, 60% suggested posts. I don't mm -hmm. see, it's not just people I follow anymore. It's all people that the algorithm is serving me because it wants to keep you on the app. It wants to show you that short form content. So I don't think Instagram is dead. I think TikTok has just done such a better job at keeping you on the app. There's nothing else like scrolling through TikTok for 30, 40 minutes, minutes because it serves you exactly what you're looking for every single time. Um, and now TikTok has stories. So it took a little bit of that from Instagram and it kind of really is like this battle royale. And one last point, I still think Instagram is the best place to host an audience because of the <clears throat> because of the communication aspect, the DM feature on Instagram is way better than TikTok. Yeah. Stories and link clicks are still better on Instagram, and mm -hmm. just it's it's more of like a communication app too. Like I feel like I know my followers on Instagram. TikTok, you don't know your followers because you're just being fed stuff from other accounts. Mm -hmm. I think some of those things are easy, easy to change. The answer to me is obviously both. Be on mm -hmm. both. Be working Instagram and TikTok. But Chris just speculating in the future mm -hmm. do you believe that something like this this you called it the TikTok trial mm -hmm. does this make TikTok in 2 years the number one app that real estate professionals are concerned about yeah it it does i don't think it's but i think it's reels talk 
you know, or tick reels. I don't know what you would call that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know who Both said things. Instagram was dying, but it, it's definitely not dying. Uh, reels is still getting traction with the masses. So are stories. So yeah, I think, and I said this in my book, I said, TikTok is the epicenter of internet culture. I believe that because of that, it's going to be insanely relevant across generations for years to come. So, and I was just as skeptical as everybody else. Um, I think you're right, Eric, you know, sometimes these companies sort of validate each other's features, but then one of them does better. Like I'm predicting stories flop on TikTok. I don't think people want TikTok stories. They flopped on Twitter, you know, but meanwhile, stories on Instagram actually killed compared to stories on Snapchat where they were invented. Um, so yeah, yeah the, the short answer would be yes, Byron. TikTok is going to be as important or more as any social network two years from today. I don't know if Bobby, if you can pull up that Bloomberg article, uh, if you have it in front of you, there is a chart there. If not, we'll edit in after social media platform popularity, share of teens to report their favorite social media platform as being, and they've got all these colored lines, TikToks on their Snapchat, Instagram, discord, Facebook, and Twitter are the ones that are mentioned. And here in 2022, if you scroll down Bobby to that chart, uh, here in 2022, TikTok has taken Snapchat over. Mm -hmm. You get rid of that ad blocker that Bloomberg is feeding you. Of course, Broke Agent Media, by the way, has no ad blocker. So just just a little. Open. Just Are you guys stealing an Inman membership? Is that what's just, happening? Just a little, uh, you know, food for thought there. Bam, no ad blockers on Bam. All right, Bobby, get, I can't. Hey, get rid of this thing. I can't. You're making that. me go insane. Oh You're God. just leaving it up there while you it's search blurry. for that little Xbox. Anyways. TikTok, most popular amongst teens, then Snapchat, then Instagram, mm. then Discord, then Facebook, barely over Twitter. We'll edit in that chart. Uh, just a little food for thought there. You know, TikTok, then Snapchat, then Instagram for the teens. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. Uh, Eric, you, you wrote an article on BAM like you do every single week from every single the, week, every single day, every single me? day from mm -hmm. the character of the broken throwing agent. up content. Yes. That's right. And so this one is on how to increase link clicks. Walk us through this. Yes. As Dr. Clickstein, which is my nickname on the show, I should be able to articulate this. So, you know, to Chris's point again, Stories have been crushing on Instagram lately. I don't know if anybody else sees this, but my Instagram engagement has skyrocketed. And I thought it wasn't because of all these link clicks. But I'm going to tell you how to get more clicks on your links and your stories. So number one, you should always rename your link. So instead of just throwing up a link and it just has YouTube or it has Broke Agent Media or it has some hideous bit.ly URL, rename your link that says something like click here or watch full episode. Give an actual call to action with that link and you will probably increase your link clicks. Number when you two, drop the link in, it's literally just the next line down that you rename it. Right correct. Here. Yeah. Yeah. It's called customize or you rename your sticker basically Yeah, is what it is. So um, number two, you should set up your link. So instead of just posting a story and your first story has the link in it right there, 
use something like a cover photo, basically, or that's how I think of it, and create mode where you introduce what you're going to talk about. So if I post an Instagram article or I post an article to Instagram with a link in it, I like to say something before beforehand, like, hey, you want to find out how to get three more or how to get more clicks on your links? And then it goes to the next story. And then you click it there with like an actual engaging image. So you want the image to also be engaging where your link is. So people are actually DMing you from that story. And then number three, I would try to avoid putting multiple links in the same story. Um, you know, we can't avoid this with BAM because we're promoting articles. Inman does this where they have a link every single story. But you don't want to have links going to too many different places in the same 24 hours because that is going to probably diminish the link clicks you get throughout. And if you keep directing people off the platform, there's no way Instagram's going to keep promoting that. So those are three ways to get more link clicks. And then one that actually isn't in the article that I just thought of right now is use stickers and GIFs to point to your actual links. So you could have arrows, you could have click here's, you could have buttons and stuff like that that actually kind of direct attention to the link. Bonus tip. Bonus Chris, tip right there. we never have a marketing expert like yourself on here when Eric's rattling off these tips. So <laughs> I, I want to ask you, is there anything you disagree with? You know, we, we don't have anyone here to question him at your level. So Chris I'd like is like, to... actually in my book, I said all yeah, of this is wrong. Exactly. No, <laughs> he, has, he has better data than me. He's He's got better scale. And so he gets better numbers. But the jab, jab, right hook is kind of what I heard because it's sort of like sell the click, sell the, sell why they should click through, give a nugget, right? Like give a teaser and yeah, use the link, you know, use the link over video, right? Mm -hmm. Like where you're kind of like having fun with it, like, you know, story, story. And then like, so here's the link, click this, like you could be the sticker, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, as well. And also when you do a video, you could kind of drag it out 15 seconds if you really want to versus uh, I think when you post a regular picture as a story, pretty quick, three seconds, maybe five seconds. So he's, he's spot on. I actually remember the first guy I started following on stories that stuck was a guy named Alex Wang. And he went to the Korean market, like this outdoor festival in San Francisco. And he basically like went from booth to booth and like, he really like, he made you feel like you went to the market with him that day. He sort of like started and like went through and like, here's some food and here's some vendors. And then it's like, all right, well, hopefully you guys enjoyed, you know, checking out the market with me peace. That to, to me, that is the, the heart of where stories like started. It's not supposed to be one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. It's, it's supposed to be a story. So I, I think, you know, Eric's advice is dead on. Um, renaming the links, personalization has a 202% increase in link clicks. Uh, and then also calls to action on Instagram, 89% of campaigns with like a CTA, like he's saying pointed it or have some kind of verb in the uh, link itself. 89% of campaigns with a call to action outperform campaigns without one. So, you know, I, I'll be honest, the first few times I did stuff like that, I felt cheesy. I felt weird, like click here, like, you know, point down, like, here's the link, check it out. Or, you know, I felt kind of goofy, but at this point, uh, you know, I look at the data and I try to let the algorithm tell me what to do. Um, yeah. You yeah. use, and you can rename your link as the call to action itself. So like I said, you can say, click here, watch full episode, but you could literally answer a question that always does well for me on Facebook too. Um, but in Instagram, I'll say something like, do you want 
you know, five Instagram hacks. And then I answer it with the link right there in that story that says yes. So it's like, mm -hmm. of course, you're going to click that because I'm answering the question. And then also doing the video, Matt Leonetti has been doing this for the Overass podcast on his personal page where he just records himself talking about the episode and the link is there four times. Say he mm -hmm. does a 60 second story and organic creation on Instagram always outperforms mm -hmm. anything else. So the fact that he's uploading a video of himself to Instagram directly, not even just recording on his phone, not, not already in, not produced that already yeah. increases his story views and we're getting so many more podcast views by him doing that. It's been an mm -hmm. absolute game changer. Katie, hey. I know you're with me that we were just sitting here hoping Chris was going to dismantle Eric's entire- yeah. He added to it. I'm sorry, keep bringing, keep bringing me back and I will. Disappointing, I will. disappointing. <laughs> Chris, this was great. Katie, you're great. This was a really good conversation. Um, Chris, where can, I know Katie just posted, I didn't know you did, um, a book with Jones, uh, Phil, is yeah. it Phil Jones? Yeah, Phil M. Jones, exactly what to say. There it is exactly for real estate agents. Say. Love this yeah. book. Great Katie little posted book. posted that on, on her Instagram story just recently. Yes. Had a stack a of new... them. Thank you, Katie. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I love that. You have a new mm -hmm. book, Conversion Code. Where can people get that? We want to link that up and, and get uh, people over to Conversion Code. Yeah, thank you. Theconversioncode.com. That's the easiest place to go. It's obviously on Amazon, which is where, you know, 95% of people buy it as well, but really proud of it. Hope people will check it out. And uh, it's fun to kind of challenge your thesis and, you know, do the research on, because, you know, a lot of it's your gut. You're just putting stuff out there and you, you kind of see your own numbers, but I had a lot of fun researching it and um, it's fun to validate your advice, even if it's in hindsight. Yeah, absolutely. And get the, get the conversion code so that when you download Keeping Current Matters, try kcm.com forward slash BAM. When you get the data, some of the charts that we were showing you before, you can position it properly. Some of the stuff Chris was talking about earlier with your home shoppers, buyers, investors, sellers, some of the most relevant topics in today's industry. KCM, Keeping Current Matters, is breaking them down visually for you. You can use some of the stuff that Chris is talking about in the conversion code to get that out in front of more people and help educate your audience. That's audience. That's trykcm.com forward slash bam. All right, guys, really appreciate both of you guys are going to be back on the walkthrough, right? Yes, this is awesome. awesome. Thank you. This is great. Great. We'll see you guys next week.